Amen. We all know that. That's what the Lord said. Well, let's go with our confession. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. If you don't know, you just quoted Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4 and 5. That's what you just quoted, and you said that to the Lord this morning. Uh, Rarely do we preach much about faith. In church, we talk about faith, but we don't talk, preach about it. So today, I want to go into talking about faith. And uh, faith and believing, are they the same thing? Faith and believing, are they the same thing? And what does that mean? How do I know that I'm applying faith? That's what we're going to be addressing this morning. You know the scripture says, uh, victory is in faith. We have victory through we've overcome through faith and so faith is the victory for the believer and the bible has a lot to say about faith trusting in god hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 want to start there it says but without faith it is impossible to please him meaning god it is impossible To please God without faith. I would have loved to say, well, if you don't live right, you can't please God. That's not what the scriptures say. Without faith, it is impossible. Meaning, there is nothing you can do to please God outside of faith. So I need faith to please Him. And when God is pleased, He will respond to you every time. God will never overlook faith. Please remember that. Please put it down if you can. God will never, he cannot overlook genuine biblical faith. Doesn't matter who it's coming from. If you have biblical faith, God cannot turn away from it. He doesn't overlook faith. So the Bible says it's impossible to please him without faith. So if I have faith, God's pleased with you. No matter where you're coming from, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how close you feel to God or how far you feel away from God, if you have faith, he is pleased with you. So he tells us this, without faith it is impossible to please him for he. So he tells you for, I always change that word to because. Because he who comes to God, so if you have faith, you're coming to God. If you're not going to God, there is no faith there. He who comes to God must believe. So with our faith, now we're talking about belief. He who comes to God must, no doubt, it's imperative, you must believe. Now, believing is believing something that you can't touch. It's not tangible. It's all based on what God has said. And so when you come, you must. 
So if I'm going to please God, I must, must believe that He is. Believe that God is. Why is that? You can't see Him. But you must believe He's there. He has promised us in His Word. He says, where two or three are gathered together in, in my name. I am there in the midst of them. You may not see Jesus right now, but believe me, that's where faith comes in. He is right here with us. That's why we should behave very well, okay? <laughs> because if we know he's here and he's watching, nobody's going to fall, fall asleep, right? Because he knows he sees you, right? <laughs> you can laugh, okay? <laughs> and when you give your offering, you better be careful. You know he's watching. He sees everything. So he's here with us. Every time we gather in his name, he's there in our midst. And he's there in our midst being himself compassionate. Careful to listen to what's going on in your life. Shuts everybody out. Focuses on you alone. He's here with us. He's faith. You must believe that He is. He is God. He's here with us. He's always there with you. No matter what you're going through, He's there for you on your side. Because you are for Him. When you are for Him, He is for you. Draw near to God and God will draw near to you. You can't draw near to God and God moves away from you. He's really up to you. But if you want to really serve Him and you're going after Him, He is there with you all the time. All the time. Even when you go to sleep, He's there. All the time. Because He cannot deny Himself. He and His Word are one and the same. So when you believe God's Word, you are truly believing God. If God says, I will be there, He is there. While He's saying it, He is right there. That's what I said here. God sees the past, the present, and the future all at once. He sees everything. So He is there. You must believe that He is. And then it says, you must also, and, notice, you must believe that He is, that's a conjunction, tying them together, not only believe that He is, but believe that He is a rewarder. Your rewarder is here this morning. Can I hear an amen? Say it with me. My rewarder is here. My rewarder is here. So, notice what it says. You must believe that is your rewarder. That's faith. You must believe he is your rewarder. He may seem as if it's so far-fetched. It's been so long I've been praying. But still believe he is your rewarder. That's faith. Once you move away from that, you are no longer in faith. And you're no longer pleasing. You're no longer pleasing. So I want to stay believing that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. If you diligently seek God, He'll reward you. No matter what you ask Him for, as you draw closer to Him, 
I see him drawing closer to you. And I see him drawing closer to you this morning. And I hear an amen. He's drawing so close to you. You can't separate yourself from him. I like it when Jesus said, if anyone believes in me, anyone who loves me, he, he does what I say. My father and I will come and make our home with him. That's home in your life. God makes his home with you. And in your family, he becomes your family member. He becomes part of your life. You can't cut yourself away from him because he is in you. And the fa- he is Jesus in the Father. And the Father in him inside of you. According to God's word. So you must believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Many times when we have difficulties, we have problems, all we're thinking about, who can I call? Who should I talk to? And you can't stop yourself from, go talk to him. Talk to him. If you can, talk to him before you talk to anybody else. It's no one else that's that important. Talk to him. Kneel before him in, in reverence and talk to him. He gave you ears so you can know he has, he has ears also. Talk to him. He'll hear you. And, and, and I, I believe in Jeremiah 33 verse 3. He says, call to me and I will answer you. Will, not a doubt. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. You, if you do not know them, that means you really don't know them. There are things he wants you to know that you still don't know. That when you call to him in faith, he'll hear you. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So I now make up my mind, I'm going to del- diligently seek God with this problem that I have. And I, I remind myself of Matthew chapter 7 verse 7. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock, the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who asks receives. I say it again. Everyone who asks receives. And God cannot lie. God cannot tell you a lie. The reason I'm not receiving, I haven't. Asked in faith, believing that he is, that he cannot lie. God is not a man that he should lie. He is not a son of man that he should repent. If he said, he'll do it. If he has said something, he will make his word good. So he's not going to go back on his word. I can rest in them, in that. That's why Jesus said, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Unload your burdens on him and just rest. Because he'll take care of you. That's faith. That's what pleases him. When you spend all night worrying about that problem, he's not pleased anymore. Because you are not operating in faith. You are looking to yourself. And to your resources. And not him. You can't look to your resources. You don't have what it takes. You don't even know what's going to happen in the next hour. So how are you going to take care of your problems? 
You go to him and believe that he is God. And we say, God is good, right? And we say all the time, right? Maybe we'll do that. Okay? God is good. God is good. Yes. But when you say it, believe it. All the time. He good to himself. No, good to you. All the time. All the time. No matter what's going on in your life. This is the way I put it to, to myself. Jesus took flesh and blood. He's identified with me. And as long as you are carrying flesh and blood, you can always have compassion from him. Always. Always. That's the key thing. When the Bible says he became flesh, the the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's huge. God took on our form and came to be with us. So as long as we are in that same form, and he is up there, seated at the Father's right hand. Every time you call, he hears you. And he answers. He answers. It's called faith in God. So, he rewards those who diligently seek him in faith. In faith. You know, God also provides the means for us to have faith. To please him. He's provided for us. You know what he did? Through the gospel. Through the gospel. Through what I'm doing now, preaching. You may not be aware of it, but just by listening to me, something is tweaking in your heart and in your spirit. And adjusting your life so that you can have faith. Amen. God will not demand something from you that you can't produce. He has made it possible for you to have faith. If you want it, it's really up to you. Through the gospel, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God. Let me stop there. The gospel preaching is the power of of God. You want to feel power? Go to the gospel. The gospel is power. I am not ashamed, Paul said, because I see power in speaking God's word. It is the power of God to salvation to who? Everyone who believes. And everyone means you. Amen. Everyone means me. And what do I say? I believe. I believe. Everyone believes. But is that faith? Is that faith? Is the power of God. There is the potential there. Amen. Is the power of God to everyone who believes. To the Jew first. And then to the Gentile. It's God's power. Then he says, The just, as it is written, The just shall what? Live by faith. (laughs) 
if it's something you have to live by, you know the word just means those that have become saved. Once you have become saved, God is demanding that you live your life by faith. And we're going to talk about what is the, what, what, what's the meaning of the word faith. What does it mean? What's the biblical meaning of the word faith? God demands, if you are a Christian, to live your life by faith. I need to know what that means. So I know that I'm living my life by faith. The just shall live by faith. Just means those that have received Christ, you are, made, you are justified as if you've never sinned. Your sins are forgiven. Now you are a Christian. But God demanded you. I mean, it would be one thing if you just receive Christ and poof, you are in heaven. It's over. <laughs> okay? That would be different. But you're still on the earth. Still living. And God's saying, if you are a Christian, there is only one way to live. Just one way for the Christian to live. By faith. So I need to know that. They just, and he's already told you that the gospel brings us faith. It's the power of God to salvation. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So that's what it is. So the just will live by faith. Now this is important. In First uh, uh, Timothy chapter six, verse twelve, it says, "Fight the good fight of faith." So for the Christian, there is only one kind of fight we are in. It's not fight with your wife or your husband. It's not war between countries. If you are a Christian, the only kind of fight God has called you to is the fight of faith. And this is so important. Why is it? Notice what we said. The just shall live by faith. Not only when you are saved, right? You live all through your life by faith. And now he's saying, there is a fight of faith. What happened when you received Christ? You received eternal life. It's all about eternal life. You received eternal life by faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that, not of yourself, is the gift of God. Not, of, not as a result of works. So you boast. No, you can't boast. It was a gift from God. But you got to keep the gift. You have to keep the gift. And that's why you live by faith. It's only through faith you keep the gift of eternal life. So, fighting the fight of faith, lay hold of eternal life. You see that? Lay hold of eternal life. To wish you were also called. So you were called to lay hold of eternal life. How do you lay hold of eternal life that's been given to you? 
It's a fight of faith. Every time Satan comes against your life, he doesn't care about whether you have to eat or you don't have to eat, how well you're doing or you're happy or sad. He has only one thing he wants to take from you, your faith. That's the only thing he's after. All the troubles you're going through for one reason. He wants your faith. If he can get you to the place where you get discouraged, where you stop going to church, where you stop praying, where you stop reading your Bible, where you stop, he's got you. He's got you. Because you don't have the ability to lay hold of eternal life anymore. Sickness, pain, troubles, all of that. It's a fight. You remember Jesus said, the thief does not come. John 10, 10, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So what is he trying to take from you that will kill you? Your faith. Your faith. So you lay hold of eternal life, which means the life of God. That's the life that God wanted from the very beginning. When he created Adam, he gave him the zoo life, the life of God. Adam had the life of God. Jesus died to, for us to have back the life of God. And Jesus said, the glory that you give me, I have given to them. You can read that in John 17. That's an amazing word to hear. That the glory that God gave Jesus, he's passed it on to me. And I'm looking, hey, this me? I have the same glory as Jesus had. Yes. Every one of you. Why? You have the life of God. That's why demons are afraid of you. But some Christians are more afraid of demons than... (laughs) He's afraid of you. They are afraid of you. Because you have the life of God inside of you. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The Spirit of God is in your life. And so you have that eternal life. And so what Satan wants is to steal that life from you. The life you got through faith. And once he takes the faith off, now you don't have, you can't, you can't lay hold on, you can't, you can't hold on to it anymore. You're discouraged complaining. How many of you have heard about, uh, heard Christians say, well, I used to go to church, uh, but I don't go to church anymore. Yeah. He used all those tricks, just like he did in the Garden of Eden. Did God say, but what's your experience like? And some even accused God of doing something wrong to them. And they go away from faith. So it is a fight of faith. That's what it is. And you say it's about the confession that you make. And we always have to make that confession. I believe God. It says you have confessed a good confession. Okay? Where also you were called and have confessed. Notice Is it a good confession or the good confession? The good confession. 
If God be for me, who can be against me? That's the good confession. It's all in the word of God. It's a good confession. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because God is with me. Yes, I'm going through tough times, but I know that God is with me. So I have no reason to be afraid. You have made that good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Now, it's so important that you make that confession. Before people, say it to yourself. Make that confession before God. You know, the Bible also tells us about faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. So everything that the Christian does is by faith. He says anything that is not of faith is sin. Romans tells us that. Everything that is not of faith is sin. So the way to beat sin is faith. Faith in God. And look, you have it through the word. You have it through the word. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And what does that mean? What about our hearing? Right? What about, I know you can, by sight, you read something, a mail comes in, right? But you're also hearing, tasting, feeling, all of that. Five senses. So we live by faith, not by our senses. And what we see in the natural. We live by faith and not by sight. Faith meaning you can't see it. That's what it is. Otherwise it will be by sight, right? We live by faith and not by sight. Meaning you live by something you can't see based on the word of God alone. Or we walk by faith. That you're walking by faith. Your, act, your actions and everything you're doing is based on the word. Even though everything around you doesn't make sense. We walk by faith and not by sight. That's the way faith works. If you're walking by faith and not by sight, that means there is something there that you can see that's real, right? If you're ignoring what you see, it must be there. We walk by faith and not by sight. So, Sight means it's something there that you can see. So if you're going to walk by faith, you ignore what you see, you ignore what you hear, you ignore everything that's happening around you, and you're standing on God's word and God's word alone. That's how the Christian is supposed to live. Not by what's happening to you, because that's what the enemy uses to convince you that God has lied. And that you should change the way you think. Maybe stop praying because it doesn't work. It's how you feel. A lot of people like to talk about how they feel. Well, I, I know the Bible says that, but, but, but brother, good luck, I feel this way. What does it have to do with your feeling? He stays with what God said. That's the thing. 
And that's what Abraham did. He was about a hundred years old. He, he, God, that's not going to happen. But God said, Abraham, that's going to happen. And that settled it. God spoke to Abraham when he was that old. And Abraham believed the word and went home and circumcised everybody in his household, including himself. Because God said something to him. If he had looked at his own, his own body, no, there's no way it would happen. That's the faith that pleases God. And you know, the Bible tells us in Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, why we do not look at the things which are seen. You see how faith works? Depending on what God says alone. Why we do not look? Who is he referring to there when he says the word we? That's us. That's us. Why we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen? So again, he's telling you how faith works. We don't look at what we see and what we heard and all of that. I know we are humans. I know when the first when he hits you the first time as a child of God, he's tough. And that's when Satan begins to talk to your mind and tells you and gives you all these imaginations and this is going to happen based on what you just hear. And and then all along he's telling you all kinds of stuff that this is going to happen and that's gonna happen. What are you going to do now? He says, Why don't you ask him back? Satan, what are you going to do now? I've got God on my side. And you quote the scriptures. God said, he is my shepherd, I shall not want. And Satan is ministered to you. You may not be able to pay your bills this month. You may not be able to eat this month. What are you going to do with your children? And then as these things come, guess what? You were up like this before, but before long, as you listen, you're going, uh, 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 and, and you're looking for somebody. How you feel, brother? I don't feel good. You want to hear my story? <laughs> but when you tell the devil, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, you may still be having that feeling of downness. But the more you say it, and then ask the devil, God's going to provide for me. So what are you going to do about that? You tell me, uh, what's going to happen to you now, devil, uh, if God shows up? I mean, you haven't seen the future. He hasn't seen the future. Nobody knows what's going to happen, right? He's telling you what he thinks is going to happen. And he tells you, so what are you going to do with it now? And then you tell him, this is what I think God's going to do. And this is what I believe God's going to do. And if, when he's done with all of that, what are you going to do, Satan? That's faith. Why we look not at the things that are seen? But the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporary. Your problem is temporary. Can I hear amen? Your problem, whatever is bothering you, is temporary. Pastor Goodluck didn't say it. God said so. Amen. If you're not excited, I am. Amen. Your problem is temporary. 
Say, Pastor, I don't know about that. You want me to tell you how long he's been in my life? I don't care how long he's been in your life. God said it is temporary. He's going to pass away. If you trust in God, it will pass away. God makes a way in the wilderness. And causes water to flow in the desert. Even for the Jews to wash their clothes in the wilderness. He feeds them. They complained for meat. They wanted meat. God said, and, and cried to God. God dealt with them in the flesh, okay? They complained for meat. They wanted to eat meat. God said, that's why you're crying. You want to eat meat? I'll give you meat. And flooded the place with, with birds, quails, tasty. And the first day was tasty. The second day, after many weeks, oh, we're tired of meat. Too much meat. How can you have meat all over the place? You want to test God? He gives you meat, you'll be so tired, you'll be running from meat. That's the God we serve. Your problem, you know God cannot lie. So tell yourself, that problem is temporary. And I'm not going to be looking at it anymore. The word of God is eternal. His promises are eternal. His promises are for everybody. <laughs> That's the way I put it. Everyone that asks receives. And I feel I am everyone I qualify. He didn't say everyone who is a pastor that asks. Did he say that, brother? Absolutely not. Everyone who is holy that asks, God will do it. No, it's everyone. And I'm part of that. You must look away from what you see, <coughs> excuse me, in the natural. That's the work of faith. You, you see, and you've done that all along, all of you. Has, has anyone seen Jesus in person? Huh? Don't look at me like, what did you see? <laughs> But you talk to him, right? That's faith. That's faith. You can't talk to somebody. You know, you believe he is, right? You talk to him. That's faith. You don't say yourself, well, I have to really, I have to really feel like he's around. I see him now. I see him now. So I can talk to him. No, you don't do that. You just talk to him, right? Oh, God. And if the pain is really strong, oh, God. I've been there too. Okay? There was a time I was calling out to God. I called in English. It didn't seem like he was answering. <laughs> I said, I'm going to call him with my language when I was growing up. Maybe you hear. And I went to Pigeon English. I cried out to him in Pigeon English. And he answered. Amen. I think I was in Texas A&M then. I don't know what my problem was. Aggies do crazy stuff. Forget that. Aggies don't get upset at me. Say, oh yes. God! I spoke my beautiful English language. He wasn't answering. Okay. Let's change gear. Let me go the other way. Uh, your answer. 
Amen. Don't look at me like that. Some of you have done the same thing. <laughs> Maybe you didn't speak another language, but you cried, right? It's about the same. Maybe if I cry, you will hear me. But why we look at not, look not to the things that are seen? The word of God is sure. The word of God is sure. It says very clearly, <coughs> God's promises have never failed. First King chapter 8 verse 56 is there. There has not failed a single promise that God made. Not one, and they, it wasn't God that was saying it. The people were saying it to God in prayer. There has not failed one promise. So when you're going through trouble, find God's promise. And every time Satan bothers you with the problem, say it. You don't have to memorize it. Call the devil. Say, say, come, let's read the Bible together. <laughs> okay. Let me show you what the Bible says. And open it to the page. Say, can you read? And read it to him because he can't read. Okay. <laughs> He'll leave you alone and come back again. See, I have another scripture for you. Come, come, come. Can you read? Open it again and show it to him. Is that not what Jesus said? It is written. You remember that? It is written. It is written. The Bible tells us not to be afraid. It says, but trust in the Lord with all of your heart. God will deliver. His hand is not short that he cannot deliver. Our greatest problem, our greatest enemy is time. We want it now. It's like going to the McDonald's. Uh, you better give it to me now or I'll go to Burger King. <laughs> it's taking you too long. How long is it going to take you to make just a simple hamburger? Bring it right now or I'm gone. That's our problem. But the Bible says, wait on the Lord. Amen? Wait on the Lord. Be still and no. How many will be still to know this morning? Amen? Would you bow your heads this morning? If you're here this morning and, and have not personally made Jesus your Lord and Savior, you have a, the opportunity this morning because Jesus is here with us and all you have to do is to tell him, Lord, I want you in my life. And believe me, when you say those words, it will be recorded in heaven. The angels will say it. They know. And God will come to be in your life. From this very hour, if you really mean it from your heart. And this is the way I want you to do. If you really mean it, all you have to do at the count of three, don't put your hand up if you're not willing. But if you truly want God to have all of you, that's your desire. God will give you your desire, the desire of your heart this morning. All you have to do is just lift your hand up 
in Jesus' name. And God will say, all eyes closed, all heads bowed. Please be reverent before the Lord right now. At the count of three, I need Jesus to have full control of my life. Maybe you gave your life to Christ before, but you haven't allowed him to have full control. Now you want him do that this morning and God will hear you. At the count of three, one, two, three, put your hand up, put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. I see that hand there. Thank you. Lady, I see that hand. God bless you. God bless you. That's wonderful. Can we give God a clap offering? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's so wonderful. Please stand up. I'm going to let you know this. For some of us, uh, you hear something this week concerning your problem whatever that is. And the solution is on the way. I need you to believe. Amen. The solution is on the way. God's going to take care of your issue. Whatever it is, there is no problem bigger than God. Can we say the prayer together? Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for coming into our world to die for my sin. I ask you, Lord, to come into my heart and be the Savior of my life right now. In Jesus' name, thank you for writing my name in your book of life. Thank you, Lord. Amen. If you've done that, you raise your hand this morning. You are now a child of the living God.